Blog Talk Radio. Guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And we are here to take your calls and chat Star Wars. What an exciting afternoon of Star Wars fandom with Donald Glover announced as Lando to discuss it all and to talk a bit of Star Wars Rebels and whatever you guys want to talk about in Star Wars, please welcome. You'd love and know him from making Star Wars as now this is podcasting. He's one of the rogue rebels. Welcome, Sal Perales. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm going to be real honest. Uh, when it said your show is going to start in five, four, all I could think of was uh, the Death Star will be in range. In five minutes. <laughs> well, let's so. hope uh, this podcast goes a little bit smoother than that Death Star firing, mate. Right. Let's just pretend we're on Yavin 4, dude. <laughs> Don't get yeah, all Johnny we're, we're come out of this. Me. We're going to come out of this on top, all right? <laughs> um, we've already got a couple of people on hold. The chat room seems to be firing if... Uh, you guys have got questions you don't want to call in just uh, lay them down in the chat room and we will get to them for the next hour we'll be taking your calls and uh, then we'll be doing a bit of bonus time for the supporters on the supporter page so if we don't get to your calls in the hour you get to go into overtime it's it's also a good trick to hear the overtime if you just stay on hold Uh, you can hear the little bit of the bonus section Sal what did you think yep. about uh, today's Donald Glover Lando announcement? Well, to be honest, I don't really have much to go on other than the photo of him, which mm-hmm. looks pretty Lando to me, you know, uh, more than Han Solo does. So I, I don't think I've seen any of his movies or anything like that. So I've got no, uh, I can't compare his acting or, you know, anything like that, but he looks like he could make a good Lando. Yeah, you know? visually. It's uh, on yeah. point. And I, I always have this thing where, like, a lot of fans like to do, like, fan casting and such. Right, right. Um, I, I trust the professional casters that have seen <laughs> thousands of people and whose job right. it is, rather than looking at a photo and going, it needs to look more like Han Solo for me. Right, right. And that's fair, dude. And that's like, you know... Wait till you see the product before you cry about whatever this dude looks like or why you think he should or shouldn't do. Like, I wish, you see, I haven't even heard, uh, I haven't even heard the, I haven't seen any of the other Han Solo's work either. I always, these things come out. I did, it, same thing with The Force Awakens. These things come out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go watch all of John Boyega's movies or Adam Driver's things. I did none of that. The only thing I saw John Boyega was Attack the Block, which of course I had already seen that and that was awesome. But, you know, I always think I'm going to do all this homework and I never sit down and do it. (laughs) I have the opposite rule, but it ends with the same thing. Once someone's announced that they're in Star Wars, I boycott all their film and TV work until (laughs) I see their first movie. Because I don't want it. I don't want it corrupted. Do you know what I mean? I I don't want to be thinking about in John Boyega in Attack the Block or I don't want to see Donald Glover, you know, doing comedy on, uh, I think it's Community that he was on. Okay. So, yeah, I, 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 it's, I boycott. So, their residuals are taking a huge hit from my staunch <laughs> Star Wars rule there. But as I was saying today, the, a, a huge shout-out to all the people that also read the rumours that Donald Glover was going to be Lando and then today are tweeting, I called it, I called it. No, you just read the same article on Variety a couple of months ago. It's fine. Sal, are you there or are you gone? That's a huge gone from Sal. This is, he's going to Johnny Johnny Grasso it. It's uh, quite tragic. I'm going to put him, I'm going to hang up on him. And we might have him on another, wait there, I'm going to check 
if this is this is where it gets very no that's not Sal's number so I'm gonna hang up on you Sal if you are listening and I'm gonna go it alone so <laughs> he was very nervous about doing this correctly and now I know why so let's go to our first call it is 443 uh who are you and where are you calling from hey Steele, this is zach and i'm from seattle zach congratulations you are now the new co-host of today's live call-in show until hey, we I, get would, I would be okay with that sell back on board <laughs> Um, wait there I'm just going to look up his no that's not his number either but we're getting uh, Sal if you're listening text me when you're back on actually I'll text him what have you got for us Zach what's on your mind Uh, yeah well you already answered the question about uh, my question about what you think I actually um, I tweeted at you earlier it was probably about like 20 minutes ago about um, what you thought of Donald Glover as Lando and uh, I, I think it's great but I also have a question with uh, with them bringing Thrawn back into the canon you know he's going to be in Rebels do you think that mm-hmm. they'll put him into a live action movie ooh there's a huge temptation to do it I, I kind uh, don't think they will based no. on the fact that they're using him up now uh, pretty, like I, I feel like they're using up their Thrawn juice now. So when, when, like, when would they, after this, put him in the timeline? Wait there, we've got Sal back on the line. So let's see if uh, Sal, how are you looking, Yo, mate? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm back. I, I think somebody you. texted. Yeah, somebody texted me and like knocked me off. So apparently my phone can't handle two things at once. Wow, and uh, hopefully it's a Samsung, and that will blow up, and then you'll have uh, an, 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 an all-new um, uh, Anakin Skywalker Revenge of the Sith cosplay done for you. Evacuate in the middle of a podcast? I believe you <laughs> overestimate my podcast abilities. Well, to get you up to speed, Sal, we are chatting with Zach on the other line, and his question is... Uh, do you think we'll see a Grand Admiral Thrawn appearance in a live-action film? Huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's one of those, like, connect those dots kind of things. Like, at first, got to even see how, he's, how he comes out in Rebels, you know what I mean? Like, we've seen pieces, like, now we've seen him twice. So they're kind of playing the slow burn with him, where he's going to be at the end of the season. We don't know. The book comes out. The book happens before the season. Would I like to? That would be really, really cool. Is he going to be around for these long, uh, that long? He's not at Endor, so I would imagine that maybe Palpatine would want one of his, like, you know, smartest uh, admirals there at the uh, Rebel Trap. Or he would just be like, I got this. You go to the uh, unknown regions and take care of stuff there. So you never know. You never know with Star Wars, dude. Yeah, because that was the old canon, yeah, that he was out in the unknown regions just thrawning about, just moffing about with his blue skin. Is that the deal? Yeah, he was just grand admiraling all, all, all out there, <laughs> all day. In a white suit, hanging with the Salamiris, finding clone Jedi. Like, oh, oh wait, you're bringing back some bad memories, buddy. Being you're a back master some... technician. I'm just saying, that's what he was thought to be doing. That's what the legends speak of, sirs. And uh, I, from what I remember, he was just going from art gallery to art gallery, yeah? Just, just checking out Warhols and, and Keith Herrings and uh, just, just taking in some art. He's a real, he's a real buff. Um, you know, give awesome me a... If that's, if that's all that he was doing out there, they send yeah. him to the unknown region. And they were like, go conquer. And he's like, well, you know what? I invested in some art, Palpatine, and this is actually really smart because we can end up selling this stuff for like thrice the price. Plus, it's from the unknown region. That'll bring the price up. Like, like we're looking at a really big return on this investment. Also, it looks <laughs> nice on my store. I'm just maybe, maybe the 
maybe the unknown regions is just the meatpacking district in New York, and he was just down there visiting all the galleries. Like those, like, hidden places, like those hidden art galleries that are in meatpacking places, or, like, you remember that hidden club in Blade? Yeah, like, totally. It's like, but, I know we're all the underground. Why, but that's why, that's why Krennic, that's why hashtag Mendo, he's killing it. Because while Thrawn's going to visit art galleries, doing all this tossy stuff, you know, Krennic's there screaming at Vader about how much power he has. <laughs> Out, That's my type of imperial. <laughs> well, I like the idea thing, that, uh, you know, Thrawn's the, the one that lets the rebels the... get away, and Krennic's over yeah. there, like, he's like, no, I'm just going to go to this dude's house and just grab him up with six Death Troopers. <laughs> you know? and, um, and, pick up, and pick up a sweet Stormtrooper collectible while I'm there. The, yeah. the, the thing with the Thrawn, now he's in this timeline, is... We've got a prequel book, essentially, to coming, which is, you know, Thrawn before Rebels. And then you've got the original trilogy. So, like, for Thrawn to make it into a, uh, a live-action film, he'd sort of have to survive and there'd be a live-action film kind of set after Return of the Jedi, unless they're going to wedge him in to some weird cameo in uh, the Han Solo film and stuff. But I, I kind of think the way he's being used in Rebels would kind of maybe preclude him from joining a live-action film. And also, how about just making up new characters? That's good fun too. You know, Krennic, you know, we haven't seen him fully in action, but I've got full hype. That Kylo Ren, he worked out okay. That Snoke, well, of course, he's just Boba Fett reincarnated, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> and Sal has dropped out and then called back in again. I, Sal, I don't know what's going on with your phone, buddy. Um, I think but it's Zach, falling asleep in the middle of our podcast, and it just boots me off when it goes to sleep mode. So I'm just going to keep, you know, swiping up and down while we're doing this. <laughs> See if that works. All right, Still well... Major- you, you, to your credit, you're already doing better than Johnny Grasso, all right? But, um, right, right. Zach, Although I have thanks. to say, I feel some of Johnny's pain. Yeah. Zach, thanks so much for yeah. your call, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Oh, thanks, man. Cheers. Peace. I'll put you back on hold. Now, on Skype, I believe we have got Darren from Melbourne. How you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing, Still, I'm going, how you doing? Good, good. All uh, right. I am super good. We've got a ton of calls, so let's not dally about. What's on your mind, mate? All right. So my question is, uh, so now we know a little bit more about um, Landau. Are we going to get that famous card game uh, in the movie, do you think? Is, uh, is that going to show up? We, know more, a bit of, we think we know more about the plot now? Yeah, I... It, it is the first inclination to say, yes, let's get that Sabbath game uh, on the big screen. Let's get the, the winning over of the Millennium Falcon. But I'm always cautious with depicting every bit of backstory we ever were given in the films. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to see the Battle of Tanab. I, um, I don't need to find out about the Bounty Hunter and Ord Mandel. I, I've got amazing uh, stories in my head about that sort of stuff. So I, I think it, it will be cool to get in a few, you know, maybe one or two of these Han Solo, Lando backstory things, you know, like a Kessel Run or how Chewie uh, and Han met or something. But I, I worry when, like, oh, we have to get this and that and the other. Like, like our imagination right. has done an amazing job over the past 40 years imagining all this stuff. Sal... Where do you stand yeah, on this contentious issue? It's like if people think they want, if fans had to write the movie or had the right to write the movie, they would be like, all right, it's going to start off and he's going to like free Chewbacca. Then they make friends with Lando and he wins the Falcon. Then they do the Kessel run with it. And then like, you know, he ends uh, owing Jabba money and goes to Maz Eisley to make some money or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need, I'm the opposite of you. You're like, I, I, want to, I don't want to shy away from the Battle of Tanab and, uh, you know, little things like that. I'd rather see the Battle of Tanab. I think 
then them try to put forth a concrete answer for the like, how did he win the Falcon? Or I don't even maybe even Chewy, dude, because Chewy, it's important, but it's also one of those things that, like you said, we've built this thing up in our head for close to 40 years, you know, or more or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like, they're going to set something in concrete and you're never going to win that way. Some people are going to be like, that was really cool. And some people are going to be like, Oh, I don't I don't like that movie with that non Han looking Han and blah, 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 blah. And that's not my Han Solo. So it's, I think it's hard for them to try to fill those spaces. I think you, touch on a couple of them but you don't go for all of it you don't try to you don't try to full sabak this movie you know you yeah. got lando in it and we hear you got chewy that's pretty good already where it goes from there doesn't have to be the kessel run or the battle of snap or whatever you know what i mean the, the other thing with the sabak game like when people gamble like in a james bond film or something like that there, there's a tension to it but we kind of know how it turns out he wins. Like, I, I, guess, I guess a twist could be that, you know, he might cheat to win or something like that. But it, it's, it's sort of like you know the outcome uh, already. I, I do like um, we, are, we are very honoured to have Stephen Stanton in the chat room uh, tonight. And he very much likes my, like my phrasing of that we're using up all the thrawn. Yes, there's limited Thrawn, Steve Stanton. Yeah. Don't use it up. And not have enough Thrawn left to close out season three. Yeah, but there's, there's tons of Tarkin, buddy. There's tons of Tarkin. So use yep. it vigorously, okay? What do you think? What, what, what stuff would you like um, called back on in the Han Solo film? Uh, thinking of your comments there, what you guys just looking at, um, and I know we've only got the trailers of Rogue One, but looking at that, there it seems so far they're playing it very safe as far as story is concerned. So if they're going to do a Han Solo story, I imagine they're going to do, as you suggested, you know, sort of safe stories. They're they're not going to um, go back and uh, uh, do something that's too complex, but what people already know from the stories. So uh, my thoughts are, you know, they they will park back to the card game and the and the Kessel Run and, and those sort of things. Because I think fans who generally, uh, from a popular point of view, want to sort of see those things. Now, they could make it a little bit more complex. The card game could be more complex. It could be some kind of fight within the game or with, you know, um, some other story that, that links up to it. But uh, I think people are expecting those those points, those plot points, um, and might, you know, might be a bit disappointed if they're not there. So they may not be major, but they, they could very well be in there. Yeah, but I also think that sometimes, like, fans think they know what they want, but then... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's that catch-22. We've all got yeah. the film in our heads. The, all these big moments, like, that we want to see or that we think we want to see or whatever, um, what would make a good story? Like, is, is winning the Falcon from Lando, like, is that at the culmination of a story or, like, a little piece in the beginning? You know, like, where's the story? Like, something like Han Solo playing Chewbacca... That's a story. You know, you can make a story about that. Battle of Tanav, you know, we don't really know anything about it. They can make it whatever they want. You know, a, a, a Sabat game or a Kessel Run, like how does it fit into a story and make a compelling movie that we don't just watch and be like, oh, dude, this is the Kessel Run. Or, oh, dude, this is when he won the fight. Like, that's not, a, that's not a movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Has, has, Hasbro, has Hasbro released a Sabat game? Can you buy it? Uh, no, I don't believe we've ever had a, a Sabat game. Sal? Yeah, so I know. I don't know. Darren, uh, we've got tons of people on hold today. This is actually our most loaded episode ever, which is fantastic. <laughs> but I, uh, I look forward to seeing you back in Melbourne at the live podcast in December, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the podcast. Cheers, man. I'll put you back on right. hold. Just to reassure everyone on hold, we will get to you uh, either in... Uh, the open show or in the uh, the bonus section. So stay on hold and uh, we'll get to your calls. Our next caller is 714. Tell us where you are calling from and what your name is. Hello? 714, how are you doing? Uh, I'm on, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you so are. I'm so from down. So sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Lizzie from Cal- uh, Lizzie, Sal's daughter. Ah. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't even. Uh, yeah, just go. Um, <laughs> hey, Lizzie, great to uh, finally meet you. Uh, you nice you're a, a pretty too. a pretty avid cosplayer, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the scene right here, Spectre Five. And um, yeah. what's your question? I I really hope it's not what's for dinner tonight. Uh, hey, she made well, dinner, dude. Um, Well, I was wondering what your thoughts on Sabine's past was. Like, do you think we'll see, I mean, I'm sure we'll see a lot more, um, but I was wondering what you were expecting for um, Sabine in the future. I found it interesting in um, the Wedge episode that um, Hera said to Ezra, oh, you can't go. Sabine, you can go because Ezra's too known to the Empire. And I was sort of like, oh, no, Ezra's too known to me. Send someone else on a mission. Thank you. Like, I was so happy to have (laughs) someone else go on a mission and be more known to the Empire. Because my, like, I'm really enjoying Rebels, but my, my biggest bone of contention with it is, like, Ezra as a hero is kind of a annoying character to me i i don't side with him ever i i I kind of dread anytime he talks like i i really enjoyed the wedge episode for like just you know a good sabine mission and i do like that they've toned down i think maybe towards the end of season one like she was almost a jedi in the way she could jump and leap and and mock stormtroopers shots and stuff but (laughs) <laughs> I, I definitely think there's going to be a, a push for this season to find out more about her. What, what do you think, Sal? Yeah, we got a lot of Mandalorian episodes coming. We got uh, Sabine with a dark saber. So, yes. you know, I think you know, we still got, like I said, we still got Fen Rao, you know, kicking it in a prison cell with, uh, you know, I don't know, uh Kel or whoever that kid there and, and, and two or three force babies, like wherever they took these people and uh, Zebo. So I'm curious to see what's becoming of that because they they captured him, like they've captured him for six months presumably, right? Like it's been six months since uh, uh, since uh, you know they fought Maul. So they've had this dude, this Mandalorian, who has a connection to Sabine, and sooner or later she's gonna make it back. I don't know about Mandalore, but make it back to her people at the very least. And that seems really interesting to me because I want to see what happens because it's almost like I see her maybe even going off to lead her people like separating from the rebels and I know that makes you sad Lizzie but no no she's not going to leave okay no I feel like we're listening into a family dispute that we shouldn't be <laughs> I'm like technically you can back to this like anytime today but whatever oh. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> You should work on your backflips and rolls and uh, dark saber fighting, so that we, you know we can incorporate that all into saber guild show or something. That'd be no stop. I can't. At one point, I believe she backflips on top of a stormtrooper's head. So practice that. Use your brother. Axel that, that, can it, be my stunt double. <laughs> that the, the backflip off the stormtrooper's head—that's a tough one. Hey, Lizzie, it was awesome to uh, finally speak to you after seeing so many cool photos <laughs> of you guys at cons and stuff. And uh, thanks so much for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Uh, Bye. If you guys Bye, want to hear more of this, you can check her out at Star Wars Geek Girl. I'm upstairs, honey. You can talk to me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> that was very sweet. Let's talk about what the, the Rogue Rebels is. You've, got, uh, uh, you've just relaunched the website. Is that right? I just launched a website. We, we're, we're just costumers that we dress as Star It's us. It's me, my wife, and my two kids. So my wife, Liz, and my kids, Axel and Lizzie. Lizzie does Sabine. Axel does Ezra. I do Kanan, and my wife does Hera. In addition to, like, plenty of other costumes, like, I also do Voss. Axel also does a young Boba Fett. Uh, Lizzie has, like, a generic kind of Jedi that she does. Um, 
my wife has like a million costumes. She's got a Ray now. She has a female legacy stormtrooper. She's got like a resistance X-Wing pilot. Like, so, you know, we're always trying to make costumes. We do a lot of events with the 501st, Saber Gill, Rebel Legion, all the charity groups. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We like get to meet a lot of cool people. We try to make it to a celebration in any other place and bring Star Wars to the masses. Nice. I'm so jealous. This is my first Halloween in America. And so, like, you just listing all those costumes has made me really sweat that I am I'm underprepared <laughs> for, for what's coming up. And so, it's, it's interesting. Like, you're a huge Rebels fan, I've, I've gathered. And it seems like it right. might have some sort of extra importance because it seems like it's a bit of a family affair for you guys. It's, it's fun because we enjoy, and it's not just Rebels, like we enjoy all of Star Wars as a family, but obviously Rebels ends up being really close to us because, you know, we represent these characters oftentimes, you know, like I've done, we've done events where, you know, midway through season one, we were doing, you know, an autism walk or something like that. And Axel is dressed up as a little Ezra and other nine-year-old kids are chasing him and talking. And Sal was having such a good run and we just lost him again. So I'm going to bump him off the thing so we can call back in. I, I have to say, Lizzie is far better at calling into the show <laughs> than her dad is. Let's go to the next call. It is 707. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hello. Hey, who is this and where are you calling from? Disneyland. Hi, Jason. Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net. Now this is podcasting. Are you really at Disneyland? Of course. That's why I'm calling you. I want to know what's for dinner. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Don't call into podcast right from Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can drive over to South House and give him my phone. Yeah. And you... I just want to point out that Sal will sometimes send me files in like really messed up compression and be like, oh, your Mac can't open it? Hmm, loser. I think it's time Sal gets an iPhone. Let's go throw it out there. I think Love so. You, Sal. Don't, 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 don't hate me. But I, I, have um, a, I have a strange question, if that's okay. Yeah, we're, I think we've got Sal back on the line. So uh, hit us with the question, uh, Jason. Okay, so the weird... <laughs> the, the, the weirdest thing I've ever heard, my, the, the weirdest Star Wars fun fact I've ever heard was that the hair on the Tauntaun models is actually that of a dead calf pulled out of its mother. And it was a fine hair that they could use on a model that small, and it was the only way they could make it look realistic at that size. So, uh, you mean, that was... You mean, the, you, mean, you mean the stop motion Tauntaun? Yes. Yes, yeah. In my head, I was picturing the full-size Tauntaun, and I'm like, that's a lot of dead cats, man. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of cats, man. Like a real Tauntaun, I'm like, hmm, that doesn't make much sense. Then I wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> so, hey, Jason, so what did you think what? about the Lando announcement? Um, I like it. It's, I, had, I hadn't heard that like, as like a source said that kind of stuff. I had heard it a lot, though, over the last year. And it, it felt like fan casting. So as we were hearing it, but more, I was sort of like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> like, he's the right age. People were saying it a lot. And I was just like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's the black comedian who you know. Good for you. You know, that's kind of how I felt about it. But, um, but I, I think he's going to be good. I, I, I'm totally on board with it. I don't see anything wrong with the cast. I think it's pretty strong. Um, I can't wait to see the Battle of Tanab <laughs> and the castle run in the same film. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 why I'm all in. But Sa save your trolling you know, for Twitter, buddy. Right, right. I was gonna do that on this show. I was gonna call in and talk about about how you know Murtaugh was way too old, but I decided that it was not, I couldn't use the same joke twice today. Not or, you know. Anyways, but what, what do you what do you think? What what kind of messed up stuff do you think could be going on? Now, with the modern Star Wars, they're using, back then, they were using calves, dead calves, and crazy shit like that. What do you think's happening now? Um, I think how, they killed... How are they getting that slime on Uncar Plot? I think they actually killed a um, village chief uh, yeah, with a red 
Yeah. Oh, he was going to die anyway. It was like euthanasia. It was, it was, they were doing him a favor. Right. I mean, he got paid a little. His, his kids got paid. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to write star tours and let someone else call into the show who deserves it. Unlike myself. Okay, I'll see you tonight, Jason. Bye. I'll see you Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, let's get rid of that Disneyland back noise. That was that was that was ruining the <laughs> podcast and my vibe. Oh, I have to comment on this. Darren Lutchner that just called in. He said for the upcoming Tauntauns, if they ever have them again, they should use Trump's hair, which is uh, a pretty good call. Uh, oh, you shouldn't be burning that, that sort of gold material on the uh, chat room, Darren. Save it for the calls, buddy. <laughs> That's a tweet That's if amazing. I ever heard one. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I did hear they killed a live Adat to make Ray's house in The Force Awakens, which is quite tragic. Yeah, yeah. That was really sad because they disemboweled it too, so that way she could live in there. <laughs> it was gross. And the, the disembowelment, yeah. that's how they made Uncle Pot. <laughs> He's the leftovers. He's got, a, got a, an intestine vibe about him. Sorry for everyone he that's um, he's got, having dinner at Sal's house right now. Yeah, he's, he's nice and spongy. We have another bunch of people on hold. Stay on hold if you are. We will get through all the calls. Don't sweat about that. But the next caller we're going to, I hope they're not at Disneyland. It is 717. Who are you and where are you calling from? Um, I'm Zoe. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey, Zoe. You have Hi. got a, a pretty a bit of a feedback line there. So let's get to your question and then I'll just put you on hold for a second while we tackle it. Okay. Well, my question is um, about Ahsoka, uh, her uncertain fate in Twilight of the Apprentice. Do you, at Twilight of the uh, Apprentice. Sorry. Why do you, or do you think she's alive or not? And also, hi, Sal. Hey, Zoe. <laughs> uh, right, Zoe is the... Zoe's the other uh, half of my daughter's podcast, the Star Wars Geek Girl. So they both, uh, Zoe also, her father's 501st, and she has been costuming a Jawa since she was like five or something ridiculous like that. So now she does Sabine, and they go out and have wonderful adventures as well. They're like the East Coast always, Rogue Rebels, you know what I mean? Oh, nice. <laughs> it's always a rite of passage for any Star Wars fan for when they're too tall to portray as Jawa anymore. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. You have a, a, a little tear come out of your glowing red eyeball, or yellow eyeball, <laughs> I should say. So let's hit the Ahsoka question. What do you think uh, Ahsoka's future is in Star Wars Rebels and uh, assorted media? Uh, I'm going to stick to my, like, my... Uh... I don't even know what we called them, but my, like, father, son, and daughter, you know, force-wielding beings that are sort of beyond this plane. So I think maybe she could be the one that is that helps to try to guide our heroes at some point, or I don't even know if he's even that, because, like, that's, you know, the owl and the messenger and all that sort of symbolism seems to point to that. But if you remember Mortis, like, they didn't really like come out and do stuff. They literally kicked it at their house the entire time. And we're just, and it was only when, you know, Kenobi and, and Anakin and all of them were drawn there for whatever reason that they um, were able to sort of interact with the galaxy in a weird way. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, I'm, I'm, I, I almost see her as being at one of these places, if that even makes sense. Cause it's not really a place. I, I want to see that um that Clone Wars like outtake or Clone Wars backstory little mini doc where Dave Filoni asks George Lucas what these people of Mortis do and he's just like ah oh, they just they just kick it about their house really <laughs> they kick it about their house just being in balance that's what they do what did you think what did you think of um, Ahsoka's uh, current ending in uh, Star Wars Rebels. I'm, I really liked the episode. I was like pretty good with like, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite. Um, I liked the star Wars that makes you think I really liked the Mortis episodes. I liked Yoda's quest. I liked um, this. I thought it was some really thought provoking star Wars. I wasn't entirely sold on helicopter lightsabers, but I also didn't let that take away from the real issue, which was like what our heroes and everybody was going through. 
I thought it was an interesting ending. Ending. I thought it was something that I wasn't able to predict, nor can I even really figure but, out the but, ramifications of, of what. Go ahead. But the cynical side of me says, well, who could predict a non-ending to Ahsoka? Like, but I mean, is it a non-ending? Like people it's a non-ending for us? Because we know like people, that she's question mark. Yeah, like, you know, you know, like, when you go to a roulette table, you bet on black or red. Like, you very rarely bet on the zero, which is the green, and that's what we got. Um, but to be fair, the force is not a roulette table, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the universe <laughs> people are going through is not, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be right on one or right on the other. I don't think she'll face Vader again. I don't think there's any reason for her to even if she's alive uh, in the, you know, whatever sense uh, people might think. But I think I'm curious to see what the rest of her story, I'm curious to see her kicking it at Mortis and what that means. Imagine that that would be an amazing if like there was a leak of uh, episode titles and one of them, you know, there's like the Antilles and extraction and then there's kicking it at Mortis. What I know, like the second that yeah. would be. Like Weekend at Mortis. It's like the Mortis sequels. <laughs> we gotta go back. I, I, go back where? Back to Mortis. Gotta go back hey, to uh, Mortis. Hey, do you have headphones that you can put in, Sal? I'm getting a bit of feedback off your, um, off your phone there, buddy. Um, I do have headphones and I'm wearing them. So should I try to turn it down? Oop. That yeah, I don't better? know. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why somehow... There's a bit of a reverb, but um, we'll bear with it. Um, the I definitely don't think she'll ever come across Darth Vader again because I, I just feel like that's like yeah, that, that's sort that of been story done. Kind of yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I have um, been recorded digitally many times saying that <laughs> that potential ending that Filoni put forth at Star Wars Celebration London or Europe, where yeah she gets stabbed and she sees Anakin's eye um, as she dies. Like that, that was the money ending for me. That would have, right, right. that would have, that, that would have really made such a mark on, on the series and stuff. But um, let's go to another call. Cool. I think we might have a special guest caller. 310. Tell us Please. who you are and where are you calling from? This is AP5, and I am calling from the Outer Rim. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Stanton, we are honored by your presence. I'm sorry, I don't know this Stephen Stanton person. Is he of any import in the Galactic Empire? I have no idea, but it's, it's weird. This is an audio medium, but I could... Smell your foul stench the moment I patched you through. Um, what, what, what's on your Wait a minute, dear boy. I heard someone talking about a foul stench. I, I, re- I regret to inform you that I am here, the person that you of which you are speaking. Now, uh. now, 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 sir. I, I just want to know: Can you send me? Just text me or Instagram me some detailed photos of the back of your ear because there's a lot of attention <laughs> on, on the back of your ear of white. So I don't, I'm not like, is there, have you got any birthmarks back there that we can check out? Maybe reference? What's going on? Give us some info uh, on the back of your ear. I'm sorry, but Zilkins, like myself, Colonel Meeper Gascon, don't have ears as such at what they're speaking of. Are you are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? <laughs> Stop your snickering, soldier. It's like my birthday and Christmas all at once. This is like my dreams all at once. Morala, we've all knows the secrets of which you are speaking of, but I can't tell you over these open lines. We'll have to meet in a secure location. I have a friend. He has one of these boxes that's pretty secure. 
That's right. The go. Box. Oh, thank Wonder. you for remembering my my uh, piece um, my piece de resistance. <laughs> the most incredible thing invented by any bouncer hunter, better than the cone of silence. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to give I'd like to give a shout out to AP5. The, uh, I, I tweeted this upon AP5's debut. The the second best introduced droid in 30 years of Star Wars, just behind BB-8. He was a, a great character. I, I very much enjoyed um, a, AP5's introduction into the canon. Well, thank Definitely. you, sir. For that dear boy I so appreciate it I've been underappreciated for so many years now especially now that the Republic has become the Empire with a capital E <laughs> I love that the most underappreciated droid ends up kicking it with Chopper most of the time that, that's well, a really know, good period. I'm glad, uh, by the way, Stephen here, I've, I've uh, pushed my way to the microphone with all these other clowns here in the room here that just are trying to hog it for the last five minutes. Uh, I'm glad you guys uh, like AP5 because he's going to be back in a big way in Season 3 of Rebels. Uh, you just got to hold on. It's it's coming. It's coming big time. Nice. No, I I thought that character was awesome. This is a lot like for for older listeners when on the old dial-up phones or the old rotary phones, you used to get crossed lines and you'd pick up the mm-hmm. phone and you'd hear other people's conversations. I, this is bringing me back to uh, the good old days when you could just eavesdrop yeah. on someone's conversation because of some crossed wire. But I, I never got to listen to one like this, so it's very exciting. Well, that's it's because... The Star Wars Book Club wasn't there with you. It was Sean Connery and Chris Walken and George W. Bush. We love, we love Star Wars. We love the Yodas. We love the droids. All of that. Uh, no, I'll tell you, I, I will tell you something, uh, guys, about AP5. AP5 is going to have some episodes coming up where there are going to be at least two firsts happening in the Star Wars saga. You will have never seen it ever happen before, but you're going to see it for the first time in an episode with AP5. I guarantee this. You, it is something you've never seen in the Star Wars saga. Awesome. We broke ground. We broke ground, and I can't say what it is, but <laughs> I think you guys are going to be... Uh, it's going to be amazing. That's all I can say. Like waiting for Mandalorian stuff? Now I'm waiting for AP5 and Star Wars first. You have no uh, I, idea. When, when when we recorded these things, I looked at Dave Filoni and I said, really? Really? We're going to do this? And he's like, yeah, why not? And I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah, I, cool. I'm picturing a, AP5 with a uh, double helicopter lightsabers and then some on the feet <laughs> as well as the big breakthrough <laughs> thing in the Star Wars canon. That That's so exciting. I um, Right. It's, uh, with a, like a Hyper crystal powered rocket pack or something, you know? Hell yeah! And, and where's AP 5s Hasbro love, Steve Stanton? Where's the AP five three and three quarter inch figure? That is something you're going to have to talk to Hasbro about. I have my own, but it's a custom. Uh, it looks pretty nice. It's sitting right next to my chopper figure. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's probably in the same assembly line as the uh, as the Tarkin figure from Star Wars Rebels. Um, and they, I think they're maybe in the same same room, uh, being sculpted together at the same time. Well, that that would yeah, be one hell of a um, a Toys R Us exclusive. The Steve Stanton, you know, you could do a, a three pack of characters. Well, that's Toys R Us. You could get Tarkin, and you can get AP Five. I'm not sure who the third one you're thinking of is. Well, you could you borrow some teeny teeny tiny Cascon. We can put JT and 303 in there, the, the, the trooper that said, I kind of like it. And when he was looking at Sabine's, uh, Sabine's uh, you know, he's, he's canon now. That would be the three-pack. I think there you got it there, the JT and 303, AP5, and Moff talking. Uh, and then you I could, think that you could double dip, because you could go with a, uh, then you could do a Clone Wars three-pack, then you get Gascon, 
then you get uh, uh, the the box guy, and you could do Captain Tarkin. Absolutely, Ooh. yes. The box guy is Mar- is Moralo Evol, or known to his fans on YouTube as Uncle Moralo with his bedtime stories. <laughs> I I, I like to think that that that, that stormtrooper, the I kind of like it. Um, occasionally goes to an art gallery or two with Grand Admiral Thrawn, and they just they just check out you know pieces together. I think it's probably true. And no matter what Thrawn says, he's probably got you know standing orders to say. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's good to know that he will not be choked out randomly for not appreciating art. Yeah, well, that's bound to happen sooner or later, you know. <laughs> Uh, especially when Thrawn says, I hate it, you know, and then he's like, I kind of like it. Whoops. All right. New Stormtrooper needed. JTN 304. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's been well, a, a pleasure talking to you guys, and I'm glad everyone's still, uh, I'm glad everyone's liking Rebels Season 3 here. It's There's there's stuff coming down the line here that is, uh, it's going to, if you thought the end of Season 2 was amazing, I mean, season three, we've got the, this week's episode coming up with the clones. Excuse me, not the clones. We've got Rex and the uh, the battle droids. I mean, it just keeps getting right. better and better from here on in. I'm in, man. Uh, I am very keen. Well, thank you, Stephen Stanton. This has been very exciting. The chat room's on fire uh, with uh, excitement about this, and there's a bit of action on Twitter. But uh, very thrilling. You've, uh, I've, I've. I'm now podcasting with a giant grin on my face after uh, that that bevy of characters. We um, I, I never knew a Bush family member would be calling into my show. I'm just a. Oh, I, love, I love the Star Wars. I have a Star Wars tie with Yoda on it. First, I thought it was Kermit the Frog. Then I got close up to it. I said, "That's Yoda." I'm getting that thing. I'm getting two of them. <laughs> uh, oh, I need- man. I'm keeping this podcast. You know, it it needs it needs more AP five. I got I got a fever, and Star Wars Rebels needs more AP five. It's the only thing that can cure it. Thank you. That's my new ringtone. <laughs> like you'd be able to put a new ringtone on your phone, Sal. You can barely make a call with it. Oh, you don't know. I go old Rebels technology. I got to plug in a whole bunch of things and cross a bunch of wires, but I make it happen. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Stephen. I uh, I look forward to uh, hearing a, a few characters calling again soon. Okay, will do. And uh, I've got to go back to the Deep Space Mobile Battle Station. Um, we have a few things that we have to uh, clean up and put some screen doors on, but uh, we're almost there. Good. <laughs> Did you guys catch the back of his ear when he was walking away? Did you see? You got a screen cap for reference. I gotta wear Man. a hat now until Rogue One comes out, or otherwise everyone's gonna be taking pictures of me from behind or something. Wear a hat like, from now until December sixteenth. He, he's, <laughs> exactly. he's the only guy in LA with earmuffs on this week. <laughs> All right, well, great talking to you guys, and I'll let you get back to everybody else that's calling in. I know you got a big queue there going on, but uh, it was great talking to you, Steel and Sal. Cheers, Please. man. Thanks so much. Okay. Right, thank you. May the force be with you. Bye-bye. Bye. May the force be with you. All right. That was uh, quite an exciting uh, bump yeah, in, the, uh, in taking the calls. That was very exciting. Very exciting. Um, we have got about nine minutes left on the show, but don't worry if you are on hold. We will get through all the calls in bonus time. Uh, let's hit... 240. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going? Uh, This is Darth Tony calling from Baltimore. Hey, Darth Tony from Um, Baltimore. Let's. um, How's it going? I'm good, man. What is on your mind tonight? Well, I mean, there's a lot of talks been going on about Rogue One and everything, but I've been freaking out ever since uh, the latest Star Wars Old Republic trailer. And I feel like those things just don't get nearly enough attention or credit for how beautiful they uh, make each of those trailers. They do good so work, I was just man. wondering what you guys think about that and if either of you have experience with the game or if you 
gone in or out with it? What What's your thoughts? Um, here's the thing, dude. I don't really play the game. I just don't have time for RPGs anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even I, I've got a Final Fantasy game that I haven't touched. And there were times, you know, 15 years ago when I didn't sleep for a week beating a four-disc Final Fantasy game, you know what I mean? But um, the cinematics of those games always look awesome. Like, the camera work, the, the CG, and the little stories and music and everything that they do is awesome. And I kept say, I've been saying it for a while. I'm like, if they just give us, like, one of those a month, I'll be good. Like, mm-hmm. those things look really, really cool. The newest one looked really, really cool. They tell these interesting stories with very, very little dialogue. I really like the uh, visual storytelling medium that they go for. But, um, like I said, I don't really play the game, so I can't really. A lot of people are like, oh, well, then this and this and this happened, and you get this kind of shit. And I'm like, nope, I, I just saw the cinematics, which were awesome. Yeah, I I don't have any time for video games because of my dedication to hashtag content. Uh, doing all these podcasts take up all my uh, gaming potential time. But I remember a few Comic Cons ago, probably the Comic Con before the Force Awakens Comic Con, and just seeing like a preview or a cutscene on that giant Lucasfilm screen that they used to put up. Um, at the Lucasfilm Pavilion and just being blown away at how cool it looks. So I, I have no idea like how the game, I, I, like I've, I've got no idea how the game actually plays, but man, that, that, that sizzle reel, that had me frying. So, which is the point of a sizzle reel metaphor. Yeah, over. The, the, the thing True. about it that I find really interesting about how the old Republic stands and Disney and Star Wars right now, is that it's the only thing that's actually allowed to touch the uh, old Legends content, other than Thrawn being in Rebels now. They're still, every right. time they release new uh, content stuff, they're releasing stuff of, like, Exar Kun and Creed and Mad, and, like, stuff that resembles stuff from Legends and Legacy and all kinds of eras. It's almost like... It's, um, wow. Just you, just you mentioning a few, a few of those names brought back... Like just crazy '90s flashbacks. I remember getting those Dark Horse um, Tales of the Jedi and the, the, exactly. the hyperspace war and all that sort of stuff. And ah, oh, such a fun era. And 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 like such so fun because it's such a blank slate and sort of like a I don't know, like a, a real nice sort of medieval twist on Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to see more of it in in say like a like a non-game format, like a cartoon or something would be fantastic. Absolutely. But um, it, it is a anomaly in that it does, it, it's in some weird canon, like middle ground where it does use all its old canon references, but sort of counts well, sort of thing. It's, it's like, that it's, it's legends. It's still legends, but that it's so great that they're just letting them do and they're not even touching it. So it's almost like, they don't even want to mess with that era in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And, and they um, actually, they recently got Drew Carpetian back in writing it. He wrote the old Darth Bane books and Darth Revan books and Knights of the Old Republic. So it's really kind of bringing on a lot of that old storytelling from about 10 years ago. The Darth Bane books were really, really good. And I read that, uh, the, the Malgus, did he, no, no, the Revan book. He did the Revan book. Yeah. Uh, that was a really cool book too. Anyways, I know I took up too much time, and that last guest was awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. And you did, there's no way you did not take up too much time. You are a very courteous guest on the show. Thanks, Darth, from Baltimore. We have got about three minutes and a bit, so let's see if we can get one more question before we go into bonus time. Uh, 614, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, this is King Tom from Ohio. How are you doing? What's up, I King am Tom? really good, King. Uh, what's on your mind? Let's get this in well, before the end of the main show. A quick question and a request for Sal. First, um, I don't think they've explained it, but because Sal's the greatest living Rebels expert, I will ask him, where did Ezra get his lightsaber crystal for the second lightsaber? Uh, they haven't explained it. Okay. what They have not explained it. If you had to speculate, what would you think? I had to speculate, I would say he either found it because he didn't take his lightsaber off of Malachor. 
Right. His lightsaber was there when the door closed. So unless that explosion launched a tiny kyber crystal up through the window of the Phantom, <laughs> it's not the same crystal. Yeah. So he yeah. either found it, uh, maybe he grabbed one of the Inquisitor's crystals when we weren't looking. You know, because oh, okay. now hmm. we have some canon references about that. Spoilers. Anybody? No? Good? Okay. No. Um, you never know. You never know what, uh, you know, where he finds these things. He, he could have gone back to another temple. It's been six months, so it's been long enough for him to do something about it. Kanan mm-hmm. still has his lightsaber, so it's not like he took Kanan's, unless Kanan had an extra one lying around somewhere. I don't know. Unless he had a, I don't think he took uh, his master's lightsaber. No. So, yeah, there's there's nothing to go on. I I I think with the um the, like the Inquisitors thing, I, I think there's an I I won't go into it, but there's a a new piece of information that I believe is in the Ahsoka book, which would yes. preclude from the color of the saber changing. I I I, right. I sort of got got the impression that once it's a color, that's its color. Um, otherwise, we, we, we enter, we're entering like mood rock territory here, which was uh, very popular yeah. in the uh, in the mid '80s, I believe. We've got about a minute and a half. Thank you, uh, King, for calling in, uh, Sal. Before and yeah. if you are on hold, we will get you in bonus time. Sal, tell the good people where they can find out about your cosplaying adventures and hear your voice more often on a podcast. Uh, you guys can check all of our My Family Stuff out at theroguerebels.com. Um, I podcast regularly on Now This Is Podcasting over at makingstarwars.net where I also, you know, I review books and stuff because I like to read, uh, unlike some people we know. And um, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Sal I Make Music. Very nice. Yeah. And Sal's, Sal's Instagram is a, a, a burst of, of fan fun. There's tons of great photos from conventions and cosplaying. We've got about 30 seconds. Uh, next week, we will not have a call-in show at this time because I've got something on but uh, thank you guys so much. If you're on hold, we will get you in bonus time and you can stay on hold and keep listening to the show. All our listeners on the normal feed, may that force be with you. All right, Sal, we are in bonus time, and our first caller is on Skype. Uh, Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this very fun episode of the Steel Wars Live Call-In Show with Sal Perales and bonus Steve Stanton and semi-bonus Jason Lord. Whatever, Jason, calling from Disneyland. But how cool was that? Steve Stanton calling in and chatting with other Star Wars fans in the live call-in show chat room. That was so cool. Who knows what can happen on the Steel Wars call-in show? There won't be one this week, but we'll schedule one for next weekend. Stay tuned to the social media at Steel Wars on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we'll, of course, announce it there or on the website steelwars.com or on makingstarwars.net. Speaking of makingstarwars.net, on the Making Star Wars podcast network, we just uploaded a three-hour banger of Making Star Wars as now this is podcasting with me, Randy, Jason, and Sal going through the week's news and having a ball answering listening questions. It was a great time. Which apparently has gotten the boys from Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for wieners, out of sorts. It's okay, you guys. We only roast the ones we love. Now, I just wanted to hit something really quick. Uh, If you're in Australia, we have got this automated advert system that helps pay for... uh, some of the costs involved with uh, doing the podcast and we had some gambling advertisements get onto that so I turned off the advertising until you could get that weeded out and apparently there'll be no more gambling adverts on the automated advertising. We do need it 
to uh, help keep things going. It provides a little bit of a, a cash flow and you want to get rid of the adverts and also get a bunch of bonus content if you're on the Steel Wars supporter feed, which is $3 Australian, about $2.20 American, a pound and a half in the UK. That feed has all the podcasts without advertisements and without uh, mid-podcast plugs. So if that's something that annoys you and you also want to chuck in some cash to help the podcast going, much needed, and also get hours and hours, literally over 100 hours of bonus content, uh, like the bonus show that supporters are now listening to now. Me and Sal do another half hour or so of uh listener questions and chatting about this that and the other join the steel wars supporter page you can get all the info at steelwars.com for that but uh yeah i just i've got a, a bit of a thing about gambling advertisements i think if you want to gamble do it at your own free will whatever but i don't like the uh the constant advertisements and as much as we need cash coming in for the podcast I'd rather do it my way and uh, without that. So if you hear any of that sort of stuff, uh, drop us a line as a few listeners did and uh, we got it sorted out quick, smart. Thank you guys so much. Again, if you're enjoying the show, uh, help spread the word on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Write one of those sweet five-star reviews on iTunes. And if you're not enjoying the show, I'm not sure why you're listening. Just go do something else with your life. It's it's too short. We're here just to have some fun talking Star Wars. Uh, thank you guys so much, and may that force be with you. Oh.